You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Martz. Okay, Mr. Martz, how are you doing on this fine <laughs> Tuesday morning? I'm doing great, Ron. Too. We had some great games over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, we did. And let, let's just do this. Let's work in reverse since okay. it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that Raider game, uh, the Raider-Ravens game, Monday night. And that was about as wild of a game as I have ever seen in my life. And I actually turned the game off uh, on what was supposed to be the final touchdown there in the corner of the end zone. And uh, my son called me about five minutes later. He said, are you watching this game? I said, I was, it's over. Ravens yeah. <laughs> blew it. Thanks to, to Jackson's two fumbles and some other things. Yeah. He said, no, dad, it's not over. Turn it on. I said, what? And I turned it back on to see the last two minutes, not even two minutes, minute of that. And wow. Have you ever seen anything like that? That's why you got to play every play. And you keep telling your players that too, you know, just they're down there in the half yard line uh, with first and goal. It looks like yeah. it's a sure deal that's over with. And, you know, they didn't, that's, it was a great stand by that defense. Really. They tried to sneak it in. They stuff him and then the right tackle jumps off sides about his fourth penalty, the rookie right tackle that they had. And right. then he gets the ball tipped and, you know, listen to, to Greasy, the announcer, he, you know, he's, he's after Carr because it's such a bad pass, but you know, that def- defensive end looped and came through and was right in his face. He had to get rid of it quickly. And it, it was a good enough ball. He should have caught it. It was a little bit high, but, and then it gets tipped and it gets picked. So you, you just got to play every play to the very end. Cause you'll never know. What is Derek Carr thinking? when he threw that interception and, and as a coach, what, what would you say to him at that moment? I'm not, I'm not sure which interception you're talking about the, the, yeah, at the, the very the, end there. The one at the very end. Yeah. Well, got ball got tipped and went yeah. right off his fingertips um, and it got deflected into the defender's hands. And, you know, he, he had some heat on it because there was an unblocked player coming right down the middle of the right on him, you know, and so many times Ron, people, when they watch TV, they, they see the receiver, they see the throw, but they don't really see what's happening to the quarterback. And yeah. as he threw it, I don't think he ever saw the ball go. The quarterback car I'm talking about, because he had to throw it much faster and much harder than he really wanted to. So he got some heat on it. He's just mm-hmm. trying to get it out of there before he got hit. Mm-hmm. And of course the ball sailed on him a little bit, but it was catchable. I mean, it a really, you know, I mean, it's not that hard of a catch, really. He should have had the ball, although it was a difficult catch in the NFL. You make those catches. Right. Right. So in the end, uh, the Raiders win the game, which <laughs> kind of fit the NFL plan, I guess. I couldn't have had a better uh, first game with attendance, major attendance, full attendance in the stadium than that one. Well, it's great for them. You know, the season, yeah. the first time they've been able to play in front of a full crowd and the town is still probably rocking this morning, you know, from that performance. And it's, it's good for John. It, it was great for the organization to finally have a, uh, a game like that after the last four years of struggling, you know, or last three years. 
Yeah. L- Lamar Jackson, boy, he does some great things with his legs. We know that. We've seen that. He's a phenom in that area. But then last night we saw the the, the flip side, which kind of drove me crazy. With the I, I watched him. They zoomed in on his face a lot. He just looked like he didn't want to be there. He just looked kind of nonchalant about everything. And it, it really bothered me because he's just kind of shrugging his shoulders, just kind of laughing things off. And I didn't think he played well at all. I thought he played very poorly. I didn't think that they were really prepared to see that Raider team. You know, the first game of the season, they're playing a new defense that they hadn't seen yet. And I think the Raiders threw some curveballs on him that they weren't prepared for. But they didn't let him uh, make those great plays that that he's made in the past. And the defensive line put some real pressure on him. It, it was a wake-up call for Baltimore because they were – I thought that they were not well prepared for this game uh, structurally from – you know what they saw. They had to adjust to it, and they struggled with it. And they came into the game with a lot of injuries as well. 13 players on IR. They lost some notable guys like Marcus Peters uh, in the corner in practice. They had back-to-back uh, season-ending injuries in practice a week ago. So, And then uh, their, their lineman, he came back in, Tyree Phillips, went out early um, – you know, on the other side. So they, they had some issues. Well, they'd lost three running backs, you know, so yeah. they've gotten down to young men that they'd had on a uh, practice squad and he played well enough. I mean, and they, they've signed some guys off the street here, good veterans, but, and they'll be fine. They'll, they'll make a go of it, but nonetheless, they were in position to win the game. They just didn't get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And penalties started to creep up there they late. That, that was an issue. Yeah. So, well, then now let's go back to the uh, Thursday night game from uh, last week, the, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. You, you never bet on Tom Brady or you never bet against Tom Brady. Bet right? against him, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I was kind of happy for the Cowboys. We talked about this. I really felt like the Cowboys had to win that game. I thought it would be if they could win that game, it would be kind of getting over the hump, so to speak, for them. And, but they played well enough to where there's a lot of great things. Neither team played great defense against you – now, both teams had a, an excellent quarterback. There's a lot of passing yards there, and nobody ran the ball particularly well. So they're just trying to keep pace and a score-a-thon, so to speak. So, But I thought that the Cowboys uh, look much better than they have in years past. And, of course, Brady, Brady's Brady. <laughs> Brady's Brady, right. Yeah. So they got the win over the Cowboys, 31-29. It, I think the league really thought that was uh, that was going to be one heck of an upset, and they were right. And that's how they, they set those games up kind of they like did. that, don't they? Yeah, they had some great matchups. And, yeah. you know, that the fact that they played as well as they did is really encouraging for the Cowboys. You know, they still have got some issues in the back end, as you know, you know, in the secondary. Uh, yeah. They get a better play. They're not quite as good up front as they've been in the past, but they're good enough. But with Prescott – you know, he's going to throw for 350 yards every week. It just, that's the way he is. And another 400 yard game. Um, he's a remarkable player. Steelers and the bills. I, I picked the bills to, to handle this one, but the Steelers went up there and got them 23, 16. It's kind of an enigma. You know, when you look, just look at the numbers, the bills didn't play too bad. They rushed for 117, the quarterback's rating and, you know, there's yards and completions on numbers. It was, it looked like a pretty good day, but there's just a few plays, as you know, the block punt Roethlisberger makes two or three, just terrific plays. What they did to him, they just stormed the gates. They blitzed him uh, and uh, continuously and they just couldn't get to him. And 
he he made some key throws at key moments that kept him in it and finally win the game. But the block punt was devastating. Yeah, yeah, miscues on special teams; those, those will hurt you every yeah. time. Uh, Josh Allen threw the ball a lot, I, and I noticed that with some other quarterbacks this week, a lot of fifty attempt games, uh, low yards, uh, yeah. games, yeah, with quarterbacks, yeah. yeah. Well, so. the thing when you look at that, and the biggest issue is it going to be a protection issue. You know, they're getting pressured a lot. Um, they're not going to be a lot of balls down the field. He just can't hold mm-hmm. it long enough, you know. And, and I think that's what happened there. I think, I think Pittsburgh plays so well on defense, and and put enough pressure on him, he just couldn't get the ball down the field. The Panthers and the Jets. Uh, that was another kind of setup game. You got Sam Donald yeah. uh, coming back to play, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. So yeah. are playing his old team there. So, but uh, the Panthers held on. I like Matt Rule as as head coach. I do too. I thought they were really well coached and prepared for that game. I was really excited for Sam Darnold, whose numbers were really good and solid in that game. He looked like a a real solid player in the league. Uh, the Jets, you know, they scored two touchdowns and <clears throat> and defensively they're much better than they've been in probably the last five years that I've seen them. Um, they're on the men there, and I think that uh, Saleh is doing a great job there. Coach Saleh is doing good. Um, I do think that Sam Darnold will continue to get better. The one-two punch with the running game and the passing game, I think Carolina is going to be a factor here as we come down the stretch of the year. Hey, how good can this Zach Wilson kid be? He, his numbers on the day, 20-37, 258, two touchdowns, one, one interception. But um, what are your thoughts on him? Well, you think about your first game in the NFL as quarterback. I think anybody take those numbers. That, that's that's yeah, a pretty a outstanding number. day. Yeah, those are great numbers. And I think he played very well. Um, I think that as a great pick for them, I think he's going to be an outstanding player. I really do. You know, in, in some games, there, there weren't a 100-yard rusher every time for the winning team. Right. Um, and, and, but I noticed in most of them, the team that won had a 100-yard rusher. And like McCaffrey, he had 98. We're going to call that 100. Yeah. yeah, he he was. They were able to run the ball, but then you look at the the Jets on the other side. Their leading rusher had 24 yards, and that was Coleman. So there you and go. That, and that's hard when you have a young quarterback like that when you're you're asking him to do everything. And that's what happened with Burroughs last year in Cincinnati. When you don't have anything to back him up or to go to, you're telling him that he has to win the game. That's tough duty. And I tell you, he responded exceptionally well. He really did a great job. The Bengals got a win, a much-needed win, and, and good to see Joe Burrow back in there after the devastating injury last year. And uh, he, he's got Jamar Chase. He's got a new uh, receiver out there, a guy yeah. who he knows very oh, yeah. well from LSU, and they, they look comfortable. Nice combo, yeah, they, they, they really did. And, and they're better in the offensive line, and they ran the ball well. And that's a good Minnesota team. I think it's a pretty good team. Cousins had a great day. They just couldn't yeah. get it done. But uh, Burrow, that looked like a good team. They fixed some things in the offensive line. They're still leaky. They're still not as good. If they were really good in the offensive line, that's going to be a good football team. I think eventually they're going to be a factor this year. They'll be much better than they were last year, of course. But uh, I think they'll probably be a 500 team with the arrow pointing up for that organization. And, and again, to my point, another 100-yard rusher for yes. the Bengals. Uh, Mixon, 29 carries, 127. And on the other side, the Vikings didn't have 100-yard rush. A cook held to under 70 yards. He had 61 yards rushing on 20 carries. But, you know, when you have a runner like that, Ryan, it happened in uh, uh, the New Orleans game. You just play keep away. 
And it was right. the quarterback sitting on the other side. He's he's flipping the ball in his hand, trying waiting for his opportunity to get in the field, and he can't. You know, you have those seven, eight, nine minute drives, and you know um, you keep you keep great players sitting on the other side while you dominate the clock and get points. Yeah, possession football that yeah, uh, right. very underrated can do a lot of damage that way. No question, especially against when you have great players at key position like quarterback or running back on the other team. Yeah. 49ers, uh, they got to win over the Lions. I thought Goff was going to bring him back there late, and that was mainly because of a botched onside kick on the 49ers' part. Kittle, the ball, the ball took one of those real nasty, uh, dirty, dirty, choppy infield bounces on him, and you could see it coming, and that that kind of led to the score looking a little better than the game actually was, I think. But see, I, I just, you know, there's only like 2% of chance that, that you get those kicks, but – I think what happens too many too many times is we were really good at getting onside kicks, and I'll tell you why. We practiced the kicker. Our kicker, he hit at the top half of the ball, and on the third bounce, it kicked way up in the air, and it was a jump ball. And he was remarkable with it. Was who was that? Was that Wilkins? Yeah, Wilkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Wilkins. Yeah. Okay. So Wilkie would he hit that ball, and uh, you know we got two of them in a row against New Orleans one year, and a comeback. It just, but you oh, have boy. you have to have a guy do that. And when you get all these goofy, you squib it, and it rolls around. Those things are never good. You got to have a ball that does something that's real unexpected, like what happened the other day. Yeah, golf again. Now here's one of these high attempt games. Fifty seven attempts. He was thirty eight of fifty seven. Uh, uh, three well, touchdowns a pick, but well, well good yeah. news and bad news. You know, when you're they got way out in front of him, so they they loosened up a little bit and he started completing a lot of balls. Yeah. He started off very poorly in that game. He missed probably two or three throws, didn't look very comfortable. Then he kind of got into a, a bit of a rhythm. But you know, I text Danny, I know Danny Campbell pretty well. He played for us at uh, you know Detroit. And I just told Danny he just changing the attitude, he's changing that culture up there, which they've needed now for a long, long time. Right, right. Garoppolo in the mix, so even though Trey Lance is is sitting Trey behind Brown. him, yeah. yeah. And Lance did have a touchdown pass, so we, you know, good for the rook there, I guess, or or second year player. So, but Garoppolo played well enough to. Uh, I mean, he played exceptionally well. His numbers were outstanding, but I think um, the secondary has always been a problem at Detroit. I don't care who's there; it always has been. I don't know why. It's just. It looks like, is it Swift, the running back? Uh, it looks like they found a runner of some magnitude that, that'll help them finally. But, Ron, the two things with Detroit that's hurt them for 20 or 30 years since Barry Sanders, they've never yeah. had a runner, and they've never had a good secondary, the back end. They've been good every place else but those positions, and it's killed them. Well, what, what are they going to do in, in San Francisco with the quarterback position? Now, what, what's, what's going to happen there? Well, they'll get in, they'll grapple, they'll make the change. I mean, that's why they drafted him. I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's put grapple, you know, when that Super Bowl several years ago, they didn't let him play. They didn't let him throw much because they didn't trust him. And if you don't trust your quarterback, now they let him play here the other day against uh, Detroit, of course. You know, when I say that, I mean letting him get the ball down the field, right? But yeah. um, obviously, they don't think he's the right guy to win a Super Bowl with. So they've 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 done this with Lance. Uh, when that happens, who knows? But I mean, it's it's just a question of time. It's going to happen. Trey Lance, rookie. I said second year player, rookie. Yes. So right. he, uh, we'll see what happens with that one. They've been talking about Garoppolo being on the hot seat, though. We'll we'll, we'll see. Texans over the Jaguars. Uh, I think Urban 
realizing the pro game's a little bit different and, and got a rookie quarterback and, and they're going to have some growing pains. But Tyrod Taylor, you know, you got two guys, two veteran coach, Lovey Smith. Now, of course, the head coach we talked about last, last week, uh, why did they hire him? He's a, an older guy that's been around the league. He's, he can calm all these issues down and with his presence. You know, he's, he's got great leadership. And Lovey Smith, old-time head coach in the, in the league and, of course, in college football. And these are calming personalities that have answers to problems, and, and guys will look towards them in, in terms of leadership. And that, that program looked like it was solid. It didn't look like there was a lot of issues on the team. Of course, mm-hmm. Taylor, the quarterback, had a terrific day. So – that was surprising probably of all the games. I was more surprised about that than anything else who probably shouldn't have been because of the calming influence of those two coaches. Yeah. Taylor, uh, he did have a nice day, just consistent, you know, completed thir- uh, 21 passes through 33. So he was, he was solid. And there's some game. touchdowns. He did a great job in that game. He, he played better than I thought he was. And I may be wrong on him. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on Jacksonville. And uh, moving on down the line, Seahawks going back to India. I was wrong on this one. I actually picked the Colts. I did too, though, Ron. <laughs> I did too. But you know what, Ron? Here's the deal. First game of the season, and you're in your coach, you're going to play the Seahawks, you're, right? What yeah. are you going to do? What, what is what is he going to do? The, the best deep ball throw in the league has completed more deep. Wilson, ball. yeah. Wouldn't you yeah. take that? Wouldn't you say we're just not going to let you do that? That's right. Take away what they do best. And, and, and also, the Seahawks are very good on the road. They bring the energy. People but you, you can't. But yeah, you we, let them do exactly what they That's right. Russell Wilson, he's going to throw the ball over the safeties. He's That's just right. going to do it. That's right. And if you don't let him do it, it's going to be a tough duty because they're not that good. Now, he right. had a great day. They let him get the ball down the field. If he doesn't get the ball down the field, tough duty. But I was disappointed. I was disappointed in how they held it. You know, they prepared for him. Uh, they gave him what they do best. They didn't take it away, which you have to do on defense, at least make the effort. And they didn't look real good on all. Now, Wentz was fine, but they didn't run the ball as well as I thought they'd run. No, no, they didn't. They, uh, they weren't able to go over 100 yards, even close. Taylor with 56 yards rushing on the day. So, uh, but I was surprised that they, they let, and maybe they were more concerned with Metcalf but they let Lockett have that day that we saw a lot last year. You know, where remember against Arizona, uh, in in Arizona, he he lit them up, and they're just throwing, like you said, throwing these deep race routes, these deep crossing routes, and they had no answer for Lockett. You know, he had four catches for a hundred yards. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The first thing I do when you're going to play Seattle, the one thing you have to do is just not let him throw the ball over 20 yards. You, you, he's you just, can't. it just, he's just going to go and go and go until you stop him, you know? And they're really great. The teams that shut him down eventually, they made him hold the ball and they took that away. Mm-hmm. They didn't let him get the ball down the field. Yeah. And after that, the first five games of the year last year, this is what he was doing. But they still are not as good personnel wise. I mean, they've made some improvements. But they're still not as good uh, in the offensive line and on defense as, as they, they should be to be no, a championship you, team. You're right. They're going to get tested. They will. Definitely a lot. I was just disappointed in the Colts and how they prepared for them and just the way they played. Right. Uh, Arizona taking on the Titans, and that, that was a little bit of a surprise for me as well. They went back there and, and got the Titans, and, and they did it in, in pass rush fashion. Chandler Jones – 
just really had a field day coming around the corner, and, and uh, he he really set the tone for this team in that vein. You know, they they made a statement there that division. You know, it's our division. I was really impressed with them as a whole as a football team. Of course, Murray had a great day, and I was really yeah. disappointed that they didn't rush the football. Uh, I'm talking about the Titans. Yeah, and uh, of course, quarterback he didn't look good at all. He's they confused him. He held the ball and held the ball. Tannehill held the ball. And Tannehill's deal is play action. He's not a a guy that's going to get back and go through a bunch of reads and get the ball checked down and move around, all that kind of stuff. He's That's not who he is. He he makes his living on hard play action down the field and, you know, scramble and all that kind of stuff and rush the ball. When you take those things away, and it goes back to what we just said. Defensively, they says, no, we're not going to let you do this. And they take away the things that you do best, and it makes it hard for you. You got to change. Kind of like Goff did with the Rams here. Uh, he made his living on play action. That's yes. how that offense right. ran. Derrick Henry to that to that point, he he rushes for fifty eight yards. So you keep Derrick Henry under one hundred. Uh, you affect the quarterback. Now you you get a guy running wild around the corner for you on defense, and you end up with a thirty eight thirteen win on the road, which is a nice, uh, nice way to start the season. It's a great way to start the season. All right. This is the one that, that kind of surprised me a little bit, but it shouldn't because we talked about this coach. We talked about what he would bring to this team. And this is a, a nice first start. And that's the chargers taking on uh, Washington. That's back in Washington. And I turn on the TV with about, Oh, I'd say maybe a, a little more, little more than a quarter to go in the game. And it just looked like the Chargers were in complete control and, uh, and, and around, around the whole field, offensively, defensively, everywhere. It just looked in sync. And Washington looked rattled to me. They looked like they were, they were just disassembled. Well, I watched that game closely because I'm a big fan of Herbert. He made some throws in that game that just our freak quarterbacks make. I mean, he made some unbelievable yeah. throws in that game. Now, his numbers weren't great, but I don't know if you saw this, but they were going in from about the five-yard line or six-yard line or so, and he he made he got hit when he threw the ball, and they said it was a fumble. And uh, mm-hmm. the ball went into the end zone. Of course, it was recovered, so it was a touchback. But, you know, and even the in the booth, they, were, they questioned it. But my question would be, by definition, if the ball's going forward, it's a pass. Well, how does a ball travel into the end zone if it's not going forward? I mean, how could you? As, I mean, how could you rule that as an official as a fumble? Therefore, the ball goes a, into yeah. the end zone. The hand has to be going forward, right? I right. mean, it's just so crazy. Right. I mean, it just made right. no sense to me. I was so angry when I saw that. And they had had this real long drive. They're going in to put the game away, and now they've got to, you know, re- regroup again and go through it. And they did. That team played with some – they were very disciplined and tough, just like that new head coach. Just, I just, They played the way I kind of hoped and thought that they would play. They did a great job in that game. That's a big one to win on the road. It is. And then for Washington, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes out. You know, that's their calming force. So maybe to my point there, I answer my own question – that's why they looked a little up and down and in and out and just yeah, but, but uh, not there. Played, I don't know. He played pretty good. I thought he he did a pretty good job. He didn't – I wasn't displeased with his play. I just thought mm-hmm. that uh, the Chargers played exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we talk about, again, 100-yard rushers. Uh, Gibson, 90 yards rushing. So they were right. able to put something on the ground but not enough. 
And it's going to be interesting to see what this Charger team does. <laughs> and I, I, I do like the quarterback now. He's, Ron, he's got be something a factor. about him. You watch, they'll be a factor. He, he's such a freaky passer. I mean, they just don't come along like him very often. He yeah. has just incredible skills to put the ball wherever he wants, whenever he wants it. And what he sees and can react to, and then along with those skills, he is, he is truly one of the more remarkable talents I've seen in the league in a long time. Chiefs and the Browns, your old brownies there. They yeah. uh, they make them go right. back to Kansas City. That's a yeah. nice uh, opening day present, right? Yeah, how about that, right? Yeah, yeah. So you played the playoff game there, didn't go well. Now you're going back and uh, give them a second chance to, to to beat up on you. But, you know, the 30, 33-29, you know, you didn't, not a blowout. And uh, let's face it, it's going to be tough to – to, to go into Kansas City and, and beat Patrick Mahomes. They had it, though, Ron. They had it going. They had him beat. And the kid, as you know from the 10-yard line or 11-yard line, for no reason just bobbles a punt, and that's it. That's the game right there. Yeah. Mahomes has the one play. He's running to the side, and he throws it up. Like any other receiver down there wouldn't make this catch. And it was a ball by admission that was thrown way behind the receiver. The corner had him covered had him blanketed, and he'll, he'll just does what he does. He adjusted with his quickness and speed, and, you know, a play that should have been no play becomes a 80-yard touchdown or whatever it was. You <laughs> know, that's – that's I think that's – he is the difference maker for that team. And as good as Mahomes is, without Hill, they're a totally different team. They really are. Dolphins and, and Patriots played. Dolphins uh, got that one there by, by one. We're, we're going to – jump over that game and uh, go, go to this one. Cause I, I kept thinking about you the whole time, the saints and the Packers and uh, Jameis Winston looked like, uh, looked like you'd gone there and talked to him. He looked no, pretty good. No, it was fun just to watch him <laughs> and listen to him. Um, I what they were working it was probably one of the most best jobs of coaching that I've seen in an opener. And they took the quarterback Rogers from green Bay on the first half. And they just said, you're not playing today. You know, they had all those seven- and eight-minute drives. So you you get on. If you don't do something in three plays, you won't see the ball again until the next quarter, and that's what happened to them. Yeah. I don't know that the Packers had the ball more than five or six minutes in the first half. They dominated them. They couldn't get them off the field. They couldn't stop their running game. They rushed for 170 yards in the first three quarters, you know. Yeah. So that combined with uh, some real big plays in the passing game inside the 20-yard line. But Sean has always been the best in the league in red zone passing. He just they just do a remarkable job with it. So I thought they did a phenomenal job on both sides of the ball of shutting them down. And I think it just frustrated Rodgers. And he's I don't think he was felt like they were prepared to see what they saw. Defensively, they completely confused him. They they were made them completely out of sync. And yeah, it was just it was a combination of a lot of things. Rodgers to me didn't look like he he was excited about playing like you normally see him. I noticed and, that. You you caught that too, huh? Yeah, and yeah. but but more importantly, more importantly, they got out coached badly, badly. So I think they can share that responsibility of the loss. It's just not all on Rodgers and he didn't respond well at all. You know, he did some stupid things trying to come back and throw those dumb picks that he did, but nonetheless, yeah. um as a team as a football team, he wasn't the lone ranger in terms of playing poorly. Yeah. And, and LaFleur mentioned that he, he, you know, he took the brunt of it, but uh, yeah, there was definitely some of that going on. And, and Rogers didn't look like he said, he didn't look right. He looked like, dare I go here. He looked like a man who 
knew that there might be a trade coming and he wouldn't be there long. I hate to say that, but well, there's may- something Maybe off. so, maybe so. But here's yeah. – I, I think when you're a quarterback, you go into a game and they're showing you something on defense that your game plan is completely not prepared for and you don't change, you don't do something to help it, that's frustrating. Yeah. And you know it's going to be – you're going to be an all-day sucker for that unit. You know, right. you, and to me, that's what happened. They got shocked. They had no answer for it. And that's why I say the Saints just outcoached him. So I'm a quarterback in there, and they're doing all these different things, and we don't have an answer for it. You know, that's not good. Mm. Well, let's keep an eye on that situation up there in Green Bay, boy. Uh, that That's uh, a lot's going on, to, to say the least. And Winston, got to give him his due. Uh, not, didn't throw a lot, you know, 14 to 20. 148, modest numbers, but five touchdowns. He, he hit the mark when he had to. You know, he, they were very careful with him. They weren't asking him to do a lot. Right. And and uh, the, I thought the game plan was perfect, and it worked out just the way he wanted. And, and at the end, they let him throw a deep ball, and he hit it right on the mark. And that's what he is. He's a, he's a terrific deep ball thrower. He really is. He needs to be more mobile in the pocket and move around a little bit. You know, he gets caught. Uh, you know, standing there sometimes you can't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But nonetheless, yeah. he had a great day, and he, he's going to get better every week. He just is. So the Broncos, they uh, they got the Giants. Giants uh, still have a little bit of work to do. A nice win there for the Broncos. And the one I thought was interesting, uh, the, the 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 nightcap, so to speak, on Sunday night, the Rams and the Bears. I I never felt like the Bears had a chance really in the game. I. I think they were trying to manage their way through it, even though they ran the ball. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You go they... back and look at the passes. How many passes did he have? 38, you know, for like 110 yards or some dumb thing. For, for Dalton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 20, I mean, 27 it's just, to 38. It just, I get so mad at him because they don't know what they want to do on offense. Yeah. You know, and they play good on defense. It looks like they don't know what they want to be on offense. And he will not throw. They got all the speed now on the outside and they won't throw, throw the you buy a brand new Mercedes, you might as well get in and drive it. You know, I mean, just right. throw the ball down the freaking field, buddy. You just don't don't be so careful. You're not these guys on the other side of the ball. They're going to take their shots. You know, take your shots, doggone it. Take your shots. I just I almost threw something at the TV. I'm glad I didn't. I just <laughs> come on, man. You just get the ball down the field. Well, see, that's your vertical offense, Ernie Zampezi, Sid Gilman coming out in you. That's what that is. <laughs> but you know when I watch it, I say I watch these guys as play callers, and I watch defensive coordinators and how they respond. It's fun for me. I like doing it. He's a he, he he's a scared play caller. He always has been. Yeah, Matt Nagy. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's just it's just it's too careful. Way. Yes, and it was in the Rams. Honestly, uh, I I didn't think the Rams were spectacular. I thought they they said, oh okay, well you're not going to do this, and we'll just take it. And then they started getting more and more opportunities later in the game. But but early on there, I thought, well, you know, this is the type of game Chicago can can hang in here for a while and, and get something done. But it just to, to exactly what you're saying, it just looked like they were content keeping it close, getting on the plane and going home. No question. You know, Montgomery, that I think they surprised he surprised them. I, yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Because he, he ran the yards he got were mostly after the first hit. You know, I mean, he had an incredible day, an incredible day. They yep. need to give him the red badge of courage. You know, I mean, he was he was pretty incredible in that game. But here, here's something that I saw that really bothered me. I watch body language when I watch this stuff, too. That's just from being a head coach, right? They score on a running play down there in the end zone early in the game. 
And when a running back scores and runs through a bunch of tackles like that, yeah. What, what do you usually see happen? The whole team and the offensive yes, line, especially, line come over. is throwing you know them up the in line, there. Offensive line turn around, jog to the sideline. Uh huh. That's a sign. That's, that's a, a sign, bad, folks. That's bad, guys. Yep. I will tell you that is really bad. That's yep. a bad indication to me. I don't. I get, that. That's the kind of stuff that just drives me nuts. Yep, I've seen that on teams, especially in college. You can tell, like you told me, the the uh, the players will tell the athletic director if they don't like the head coach by their language on the field, their body language. They, you know, there's just something with that offensive line. I just don't think they're very tough. You know, they played pretty mm. good in that game, but doggone, mm. this guy's running his butt off. He makes this Herculean effort in the end zone. And I look at these guys and they turn their jogging off to the sideline for some reason, you know, that, that, oh, yeah. no. that was indicative. There, there's something there. It's just not right. not right. No, no. Keep an eye on that one for sure. Boy, that, that, that division, all of a sudden, got really weird not to jump back but okay so now Detroit they're going to reload there with a new quarterback and, and people say ah forget Detroit I, I don't know because the Bears after that performance and what we're talking about here I'm not sure what they're going to be this year Minnesota kind of finding their way I think a little bit they're going to be solid but I'm still not sure they, but they might be the best team in that division they look might, at Green yeah. we'll find out Green, Green Bay, Bay. The Green Bay plays uh, Detroit here this next week, so yeah. we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. So that division, boy, that that's going to be a strange one. It could be up for grabs. So what what I know, Ron, is when you have a good player like Tom Brady or whoever, Aaron Rodgers, you have a team that gets embarrassed. Now they've won thirteen games in the last two years or so. You get a good team that gets embarrassed. That next week, you, know, you just don't want to play them. That's rough. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 So Matthew Stafford efficient. 2026 20, looked like he had control of the offense, but with, with that kind of defense, you know, it's it, it feels like it's set up again, Mike, for them to be the top dog in the NFC. Yeah, you're going to have to go and deal with the teams like the Buccaneers and Tom Brady and so on and so forth. But it just feels like all the pieces are in place, including the location and the stadium. Could be. You know, they're a real good team. And Stafford, I think, uh, for an opening game, like that with a new coach, and there's a, a bond there. They're alike. It was a good pick for them. It was a good matchup. I think uh, the Rams have got a great chance of, of being in the Super Bowl, no question. Yep, yep. So some good good games on week one, a couple surprises, but overall, um, with the exception of the of the Monday night game with the Ravens and Raiders, it, it was uh, it was about what what I expected. Like I said, you know, so not bad, and good to see the fans in the stadium again. Yeah, it was. You know, one of the things that I think is special about the opening day about this this year was there were probably three or four games that looked to me like playoff games. It was it's just different feel for the opening of a season, you know, starting right away with the Buccaneers, Buccaneers and the Cowboys and finishing here last night with the, with the Raiders in Baltimore. You know, there's there's four or five games, big, big games that were fun to watch. It just had a different feel for the season. Yeah. The level of football starting this season is much higher than I've ever seen. And I think a lot of that has to do with not having that fourth preseason game and having that extra bye week getting your guys ready to go. I really do. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the Monday night game, I thought the, the Ravens uh, came out defensively and, and really hit hard and we're, we're very aggressive and they're like that anyway. in, in spite of the injuries, uh, that Humphrey kid, number 44, the corner, 
you know, they, they, they talk about, uh, you know, who, who the best corners are in the NFL and, and this guy here, uh, I know uh, Jalen Ramsey obviously mentioned in that vein. I don't know that that kid gets uh, Humphrey gets the, the pub he should get. Cause no he, question. he is really, he he's, he's very good coverage wise and he's very physical on the run game. And they had a shot there. He was covering Waller. And, you know, Waller's a heck of a tight end. Guys that size can, can get down the field and get steps on you quick. And I just watched his feet and watched the way he slid his feet and his body control and his foot transition. And dealing with tight ends as a corner can be tricky because they're, they're moving a lot faster sooner than you think. And, and now you've got to not only fight a little bit of their speed downfield, the long strides, but you got to fight their body position. So that's not an easy cover. People like the lap under the breast. Oh yeah. Corner on a tight end. That's an easy one. No, it's not. It, it's no, not. It isn't. No, you've got to, you know, you have to play that just right because you can't, you, I mean, the just size and, and, you know, just the physical aspect of it's going to be difficult for a corner. Yep. Yep. So, but you know uh, something. You know something. They'll run about Baltimore defensively. I thought they played well all through the game. They kept storming the gates and and they made it very difficult for the Raiders. And, to, and kudos to John Gruden because you know the when he made that touchdown throw, they brought eleven. You know, and the corner just drops it, the receiver going across, thinking that he just couldn't make the throw. But the Raiders <laughs> up front now, yeah, defensively, that was the difference in the game to me. The Raiders up front, they just would not let him get going. And of course, Crosby had one of those career nights. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was, yeah. He made tackle after tackle. He ran him down. He sacked him, harassed him. He did everything. I thought, you know, uh, that defensive front was pretty uh, ridiculous in that game last night. I thought they were really good. Yeah, Max Crosby was was all over the place. Uh, Villanueva, the uh, the the tackle, he couldn't. He was struggling. He could he couldn't block him. And no, I just Mike. What do you do in a situation like that? Uh, well, you know, you we, can, un unfortunately, I've had that situation too many times. You know, I was on some bad teams after the Rams, and you had some tackles there. We always use the tight end in there, you know, or chip there. There's all kinds of different ways of dealing with that. But you yeah. can turn the protection to it and let get guard from get help from the guard. You can chip with the back. You can put a tight end in there. You can release and tell the tight end to chip, chip in, bump him on the way so he can get set. But Crosby – his his body control for a guy that size was freakish. He went in there on that option and actually took both the pitch and the quarterback away. I don't know how he did it. He he started on the pitch and turned around, recovered on the quarterback, and caused him to fumble the ball. I mean, he it was a freak play. I just he's just unusual. Just really is unusual. And I think he's going to give anybody right now the way he's playing. Even if you're a really good tackle in this league, he's gonna it's going to be a problem for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike, let's look ahead here to the upcoming games for week two of the NFL season. Let's uh, let's start with Thursday night. Uh, that will be the New York Giants coming off a loss, taking on the Washington football team. That's in Washington. Well, both both teams have got uh, a bad situation at quarterback right now. Heineke now as a backup is, is starting and he, he did well in the last game uh, when he had to come in and play three quarters. He wasn't he did a good job. But Daniel Jones is still struggling. At some point, you got to decide what you want to do at quarterback that position. I was really disappointed in how he played last week and was probably of all the quarterbacks of uh, 32 teams last week, I thought he played the worst of all of them, and that's including the rookies. So 
I think it's going to be a very, very low-scoring game, a game of defense, and I think the Giants will rush the football or attempt to anyway against a really good Washington defense. So, it you know, they've they got to make something happen here with Daniel Jones. He's got to get going here pretty quick and, and do something because right now he, he is really kind of an anchor for that team. What is it? What's the problem with him? You know, I don't know what it is. I just watch him play. He just won't. He just won't turn the ball loose. You know, he's just not a a, a quick read and release kind of a guy. He's athletic. He can take off and go with it. And maybe he's not comfortable with what's going on outside personnel wise. I don't know. But um, he they had him. You know, they Jason had brought him along last year, and I thought he started to really improve. But he did not play well in the opener at all. Yeah, that's Jason Garrett, the OC there, working yes. with the quarterbacks, right? Yeah. And uh, for Ron Rivera now, they don't want to drop two in a row at home, and the second one being a division game against a key division rival like the New York Giants. So, that's, well, I know uh, they like I know they like Heineke. I, I think he, they think yeah. he's a good player, and they're just trying to get him to come along a little bit. So this is his time now. So he's and he 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 did well in that game. He didn't hurt him. He didn't make any bad plays. He looked like he was comfortable. Um, we'll, we'll see. I think Washington wins this game. I really do. Yeah. Fitzpatrick with a hip injury, that's yeah. a freak kind of deal for a quarterback to get like that. And I will situation. tell him, I will tell him, uh, 15 years from now, they'll be replacing that thing, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you some, might want to think about yeah, that. Yeah, get a post-it and put it on, on your, your windshield there. Yeah. Keep think about that retirement. Yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, looking down the row here, the Patriots are coming off a loss here, and they're going to go to the Jets. Never an easy matchup going into New York. No, but you, but you know how Bill is. Everything they're going to rush the ball. Things are going to be even. The quarterback Jones is not. Going to, he did a good job in his opener. He's not going to screw it up. Uh, they won't turn yeah. the ball over. They won't hurt themselves. But the thing that's coming along really well is defensively, the Jets are not the Jets of the old. You know, Sally, Coach Sally up there has got them going on defense, and they're. They look solid. They they look like uh, they've got some personality issues still, but they'll they'll be very competitive. And in years past, it's not been that way. That's right. Belichick will be good against young quarterbacks, like he always is. But that Jet defensive line, especially the two tackles in there, uh, they're, they're underrated, and they they've done they a pretty good job. And they, this is a team that came out and beat the Rams last year, and, and it surprised a lot of people. So don't sleep on them. Denver yeah, and the we'll rookies ahead. and the rookies playing really well. And the there. rookie, yeah, that's right. Yes, he's he's doing a real he's good solid. job. So. He, he's solid. So, so we'll here see you got that. two rookie quarterbacks here uh, playing each other. So mm-hmm. uh, and I think both uh, Belichick and Saleh will do a really good job. You know, it's going to be a low scoring game, probably one of those seventeen to ten games, but we'll see. Two defensive head coaches there. Yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. So the Broncos coming off of a win, going down to Jacksonville, who's coming off of a loss. And, yeah, that's one game, Mike, where you got to make sure you don't go down there and, and, and fall asleep, right? New head coach, rookie quarterback. Yeah, no question. But, you know, the rookie quarterback is good enough that if he catches fire and they protect him and he figures it out, you know, yeah. anything right. can happen. Um, but they look like a real solid team. I'm talking about Denver now, all, you know, in, the, in their win. So, obviously, I think Broncos win this one. But I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see how they respond, particularly on offense down there in uh, Jacksonville. Buffalo now has got to go down to Miami, and this is the uh, the division rival here. This is the Bills and the Dolphins. I've played in a couple of these now. These uh, This one will feel like a playoff game. It may, but I just think the Bills have got too much for Miami. You know, Miami has that nice win and all that, but they weren't very productive at all in offense. Mm-hmm. Tua was okay. He didn't have a great game, but 
I just think that the Bills have got too much coming off that loss. It means too much of them to them. Uh, this this one, I think they'll get after Miami pretty good. I really do. 49ers will head back to Philly. That's a long trip and uh, take on the Eagles. Uh, the Rams going back to Indy. Now, I this will be interesting. I, I think Indy will play better second time around. Uh, the Rams weren't great on the road last year. Uh, I know they had they had a loss against Buffalo on the road early. So this will this will be interesting. Well, we're going to find out real quick if they learned anything from Russell Wilson's uh, performance last week. Well, because the Rams will take that ball and put it down the field in the first half at least twice or three yeah. times, and they'll check him out. They'll feel, they're going to find out whether or not that they can uh, defend the deep ball, just like they did here the other night. So. I think the Rams have come back there and own that game pretty good. I think Wentz is playing well, but it's still going to be four to six weeks before they get used to each other offensively. Yeah, and Wentz is coming off of that injury too. Broke his foot in, in training camp, and, and that's uh, that's still there. And I don't think that he's 100% recovered on that. He's playing well, though, Ron. He looked yeah. good in the game. They just – they've defensively, they've got problems. They're going to have to do something about uh, shutting down that deep ball because – once you get beat like that on those deep balls, you're going to see them every week until you prove you can stop them. That's true. The Raiders off of a big win. Now, here's where Raiders classically have, have struggled. A huge emotional win at home, and now it's time to go back to what has been a legendary rival in the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Raiders traditionally, going back east, have not been very good, as you know. And the Steelers, I'll tell you what, defensively, that's a team you don't want to line up against right now. They were really <laughs> impressive on defense, I thought. You know, they did a great job. Uh, I think offensively, they're still not what they need to be, but we'll see. Yeah, Bengals take on the, the Bears in Chicago. The Texans going to Cleveland. If I'm, if I'm the Texans, I'm going to ball my fist up and get ready for a fight because Cleveland has to be fired up after that, that loss. And again, they played pretty solid uh, there in Kansas City. Well, I'll tell you what, though. They're, they were really impressive. I'm talking about the Texans were really, really impressive in that game. They just can't left. They can't let Taylor get going as a quarterback because he got hot in that game and made some really good throws, but he was not contested either. Uh, you got to bottle him up and make him throw off balance or whatnot. And then I think the Browns will handle him. The Browns are too good right now to let something like that happen, I think. So the Saints will go to Carolina. Let's see if they can take that emotion from the big win against Green Bay up there. Minnesota coming out west to take on the Cardinals and uh, Mike, I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't have a good feel for this one on the Minnesota side, but you know, weird things happen and, and good teams play well in situations where they got to come back and, and get a win. Like Minnesota here's, here's why I see the Cardinals have got so much speed on both sides of the ball. The one thing that they did last year, they're a top five team in rushing at the end of the year. And people don't realize Murray gets hot, makes runs around, makes these throws and these great runs and whatnot. But the one thing that they're doing so well is they're playing great defense and they're rushing the football. I think they're just too much for Minnesota right now. I just think that's a ma- it's a mismatch in terms of scheme and speed. Mm-hmm. Atlanta going down to Tampa Bay, boy, shouldn't be a problem for the Buccaneers. I, no. I haven't seen anything from Atlanta. No. And it's like you said uh, last week. Atlanta is a team going in, in the opposite direction. Wrong the direction. The other 31 yeah. teams are going with, with an aging quarterback. You know, the, and some the, other things the one guy that could make some plays for them isn't there anymore, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. going to be a long season down Atlanta. Get ready for baseball. <laughs> get 
for baseball. Tennessee going up to to Seattle, so let's uh, that 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 could be interesting. The Cowboys taking on the Chargers here in L.A. Uh, that's going to be a fun one to watch. That's a, that'll be a shootout. You're two really good quarterbacks going at it. That'll be a lot of fun to watch. The, the Cowboys are not going to slow Herbert down. He's going he's going to throw the ball and throw it well. And I think I think to win this thing, keep Herbert off the field. And you got Ezekiel Elliott at some point. At some point in this in this ten years, has got to show up and and do something. You know, my gosh, he's. You know, he that, okay. when, when did he have a hundred yard game, right? And and I know the quarterback's thrown for four hundred yards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, I just would like to see them get him going a little bit too. You know what I mean? I'm glad you said that, Mike. So now I'm not the only one thinking. What is missing with with Zeke? I'm watching and I'm thinking, when is this guy going to be? what he was supposed to be and what he was at Ohio State. Well, you know, Ron, with a guy like that, all great backs, you got to let him get going a little bit. Yeah. You know, and, and most of their concentration down there and preparation is throwing football. And it's kind of an oh, by the way, in the running game. And that's my opinion. And yeah. they've, they've got to they've go into each week with ways of getting him going in the running game. You know, not worry about that. But when you get a good passer like Herbert, he can get hot like he's done and make it a nightmare. It'll be just like they did last week is who has the ball last kind of a deal. You don't want to do that. But what makes it hard on a team is when you can run the ball so effectively and then have a great uh, pass game like they have. And that's, what's missing for them right now. You know, they just, they lean on that passing game almost too much. Well, right. Mike, at what point will they say, okay, Hey, look, we have this horse here. Let's ride this horse. I mean, they did it back in the nineties with Emmett Smith and that offensive line and it opened up everything else. So something, something, there's a, there's a, there's a, a difference in philosophy somewhere in the building. And I'm I, not, they're still kind of independent contractors defensively. They just don't, they don't complement <laughs> each other. You know what I mean? It's just in defensively, they still, they're outmatched a little bit up front and they haven't been that way for a long time. And, yeah. You know, the secondary is still – they're better. At least they don't do those bonehead things and just turn guys loose, you know. But Yeah, yeah. I think the Chargers got a great chance of winning this game. And, and I, I've been in the Cowboys camp all the way. I keep waiting for them to show up because I think they've got good players. And I love Dak Prescott. I think he's a terrific player and a terrific man. And But Herbert is my new Superman. So. <laughs> he's the new Superman. This will be a fun yeah. game to watch. I like it's both these. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas City will take on the Ravens in Baltimore. The uh, Baltimore will be smarting a little bit after that debacle on Monday night. Uh, this is one they they could they could win though, in spite of the injuries. But uh, Lamar Jackson's got to play a lot smarter. Well, you know, the, the other thing about this, Kansas City still has not proven they can stop the run. If they could, and again, here you got Baltimore, who does not have necessarily a decent running game right now. So yeah. it's kind of it, it looks like it's all stacked against Baltimore. If they could get something, take off, you know, take the heat off of Lamar, and him having to make a play all the time. If they could get going the running game, I don't know if they can. I just think uh, can't. It, it'll be lopsided. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Having uh, the big injuries there for for Baltimore, that's definitely hurt. So Monday night, uh, the I don't want to say the cherry on top, the coup d'état, but it's the Lions and the Packers. You you call it what you want. <laughs> well, it'd be fun to see the Lions compete because that's something that that organization has never really done. 
very hard, you know, and, and Danny, I'm so proud of him. He's done such a great job. And I like to watch guys compete. I don't like to watch guys play, if that makes sense. And yeah. for the first time in a long time, you watch those get, guys get excited about onside kick and going down and being in a position to win it, you know. And, and then the other thing is, who are the Packers? Who are they really, you know? And we're going to find out, which will be good. Yep. Well, let's run this again before we get out of here, Mike. Uh, your uh, top five quarterbacks this season. You've already listed some that I think might uh, supplant some people that were previously in your list, but uh, there's, there's a good round of guys out there. Uh, it's a hard, it's hard. You got to start with Brady and, and of course, Dak Prescott and Josh, you know, of course, uh, um, yeah, I think he's good. Herbert, um, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, so there you go. Yeah. But there's just too many good ones. It's, it's what would be better who are your top 10 really, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we we're just talking about this earlier. There's only two organizations right now that don't have quarterbacks where you think you can win. And that's it, the Giants and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody, Atlanta, right. everybody else has got either a rookie quarterback that looks like they've got a real good future, right? Or a second year player that in their sophomore has got great starts, for instance, uh, you know, in Cincinnati. Or you got all these veterans that are really playing well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that can change throughout the whole, whole course. Russell could fall off the map like he did last year. Because yeah. there's not a whole lot of help up there, right? Yeah. And then you got the guy that I didn't mention was Rodgers. I don't know. Maybe next next week now he decides that he's going to be Rodgers of old, you know? So to say yeah. who the top five guys are, after, it's going to be really hard. Or, or maybe I know next, who I like. I, I know who I like, you know? Yeah. Or maybe Man, I mean, week. I think Dak is really a good player and Herbert and I think Russell Wilson's a special player, of course, in Mahomes. I left him off there. So, you know – <laughs> But you like you say, five. Mike, it's more than five. Yeah, and that's, that's 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 really right. That's that's fair. You know, that's what the league wants. They've wanted that for a long time. It's a quarterback show league, and that means the ball's going to be in the air and, and it's going to be entertaining and fun to watch, kind of like more, a Monday night game. More than ever before, I think, Ron. More yeah. than ever before. And there you go, Carr. I think Carr's a terrific talent in a system that doesn't necessarily fit him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've said that for a while. And, and last night, I think you could see that. He, he you've seen it in the past, but you could see He that. made some throws last night that were ridiculous, and they were just storming the gates on him. And yeah. I think he's really a good player. Yeah, yeah. And then every now and then he'll miss some. You know, he, 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 he'll throw – he threw some behind mm-hmm. last night. And I, yeah. He started yeah. out very poorly, and then he got going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, All right, Mike, we will uh, talk next week, man. Week two in the NFL coming your way, buddy. We'll run it again. Sounds good. Thanks, Ron. All right. Take care. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Well, let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. Be sure to join us next Tuesday as we discuss the top rookies this season in the NFL. Don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and be sure and hit that subscribe button. Remember, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little So long, everybody. Run it again with Ron Pitts and coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.